for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, episode number 30. 30 episodes. Boy, they're kind of just creeping up on me. It's, it just seems like only yesterday I, I did my first one, having no idea what I was doing, and only a few days ago that I did my 29th, not sure exactly what I was doing. So it seems like every week I learn a new way to screw this up and a new way to make it better, and I hope over time it is getting better. You know, I, I record this in an actual recording studio, Second City Music or Digital Planet Studios. And we are a real recording studio where we record uh, musical artists and we, we do a lot of stuff here. And so we're well acquainted with recording music. And I can't say that we couldn't or wouldn't be good at recording vocals just talking like I'm doing now except for we would never, ever in a million years do it in the control room where I am. So normally we would put someone in, in a vocal booth and we would have some isolation and some sound deadening and I would control what we're hearing from the control booth. But because I can't be in both rooms, and this is a kind of a big studio, the vocal booths across the, I, I don't want to say building, but it's, there's a room in between me and it. Uh, that it just makes sense that I sit in here at the board and have a microphone here and record. Having said that, this room is totally not designed to record in, but it's okay. I think it works out. I don't know why I'm telling you all that other than it, it kind of struck me today that I would never do this normally if somebody was paying me to record here. But here we go. You're not paying me. I'm not paying me. We're all working for free today. Let's get on with the podcast. So last week, I had kind of caught you guys up on a caching experience I had with Skeet77 and Viking Chris and little Gavin. And that was a blast. And then we uh, had a meeting with Ryan, who talked about Mingo Madness. By the way, uh, if you're hearing this, the day that they released the Lad Pock, podcast last week was the day that Mingo Madness reopened their swag store. So there's two packages that you can buy from Mingo Madness. One uh, is just full of stuff. It's $100 and I think the other one's 40 But go there and check it out and see what's going on. There is no fee to come to Mingo Madness. There's no actual registration uh, that Ryan cleared me up on last time, even though Throughout the whole podcast, I kept talking about paying for registration. You don't actually pay for registration. You come to the event if you want to, and we all hope you do, and then uh, you pay for swag. Anyway, those dates are kind of approaching quickly, and I think it's May the 8th uh, this year, 2021. So listen, it's in Colby, Kansas, and you can't really get there from anywhere unless you live out there, so you can't fly to Colby. But you could fly to Kansas City, uh, would prob probably be your best bet, or perhaps to Wichita, Kansas, 
whichever one's better for you. The, uh, the Kansas City Airport, the code is MCI, and sometimes it's KCI. They can't make their mind up. And then Wichita Airport is ICT, and both of those airports have lots of different airlines and a lot of different choices. Uh, the Kansas City Airport, you'll take I-70 straight over to uh, Colby, Kansas, and you'll go right past Mingo on your way, so maybe you can grab it before the event. But anyway, so that's coming up, and I hope that everybody listening tries to make this. Listen, those of you listening in, in New York and New Orleans and and Tampa, I know I have listeners all over. It, it's worth the trip, guys. It's worth the trip to see GC30, the oldest surviving geocache in the world. Okay, more about geocaching. More, more, more. Yesterday, uh, which is confusing if you're listening to this podcast because yesterday for me is five days before you hear this. But either way, yesterday I went out geocaching again with uh, my friend Joe Berner. And we had both searched the Northwest Arkansas area for challenge caches. We thought, you know what, let's see what we qualify for. And we both, oddly enough, qualified for, I think he had 25 and I had 27, but they weren't the same ones. So we tried to only pick ones that we both needed. And as always happens, we might be in a parking lot uh, where we'd gotten one we both needed, and then there was one he needed that I didn't, or I'd already, uh, I'd either already logged or didn't qualify for, and so we went ahead and got it. And then he did a, f I did a few for him that way. He did a few for me that way. And at the end of the day, we ended up with an even 25 challenge caches for the day, which is kind of spectacular, guys, because I met, I picked him up at his house in Neosho, Missouri, at 8 a.m. We probably probably didn't get to our first cache down northwest Arkansas till honestly it was close to nine o'clock. I don't know, it was eight forty-five, nine o'clock. So let's just say we started at nine o'clock. We had completed our twenty-five challenge caches, finding them, logging them, and we were done by twelve fifteen down in Arkansas. It was a really short day for a lot of caches in what I'll call an urban area. Now there were a few that weren't urban and there were a couple where we took my new SUV which should have no business out among some of the rocks and mud and clay we were in but we took a couple kind of up up some hills and through some valleys and did a little bit of hiking and got a couple but for the most part they were all super easy. In fact towards the end it was just LPCs after LPC in parking lots, which is okay for me because they were hard challenges. The challenges ranged everywhere from, oh my gosh, I can't even remember, having 25 caches in 25 states to, uh, I honestly, I can't remember them all, but it was a big day. Do you guys get challenge caches? You know, for the longest time I didn't because there's a trick about challenge caches. It's kind of a dirty trick. Uh, so. I guess <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm trying to be funny here. Ho stick with me for a minute. Ground speak. Is there like only so many flags, you know, icons available it, that exist in the world where a challenge cache couldn't have its own icon? That's my. That's me being funny and sarcastic, but I mean that in a nice way. So, um, ground speak. If you're listening, we desperately need a different icon 
for challenge caches because the challenge cache icon is the same icon as a puzzle geocache. And the problem with that is there are many of us, and when I say us, I yeah, I mean me, that either don't like or because we're no good, because we're just not good at puzzle at puzzles. So when I'm in a town and I'm geocaching, it's literally the last thing I look at if I even look at them at all. And the reason I say that is if I'm not planning a trip in advance to go to an area, then I haven't even looked at the puzzles to try to solve them. And I'm most likely not going to try to solve a puzzle in the car while I'm at the puzzle, right? That's just going to take too much time possibly. And because I'm not great at them, I really need a lot of time to solve most puzzles. So I've ignored puzzle icons for a long time until I want to do geo-art where, geo where puzzles are easy or until I want to sit down and solve some because I can enjoy it if I have the time, right? The problem is, is that challenge caches have the same icons. So I've ignored challenge caches for the most part forever. Now, Groundspeak did something awesome not too long ago and we talked about it. They now require that when you create a challenge cache, that the word challenge is in the title. So at least you can search by that word and pick up the challenge caches in the area that you're going to be caching in that day. So that was a great start. So now I can search for them that way. But what would make it even better is if we could have our own icon that showed us that it was a challenge. It can be the same color. It can still be blue if you want. But I think you've proven with the last uh, Where I Go update that with the old uh, color of the icons and the app being a dark blue and the new one being a light blue, it, it almost opens up the fact that we could have light and dark colors or we could just put a C on it. Something. We could do something. So I'm hopeful that somebody that, that's listening that has the power to make that suggestion or make that change will take into consideration creating a challenge cache icon. Having said that, this is what I would encourage you to do. Get on any app that you want or online and do a search of geocaches in an area and do the search with the keyword challenge and look and see what comes up. And then with, with most of those challenges, when you go to, to the description, you'll click the description and most of them, please, if you're a cache owner, please do this. They'll have an icon, like a little picture for Project GC Challenge Checker. You just touch that and it takes you right to that particular challenge and you just push the button and it checks and it gives you a green uh, check mark if you qualify for it and a circle with a line through it if you don't. And if you do qualify for it, you can copy and paste the little snippet that it creates for you into your log for proof that you qualified. Which brings me to number my request number two, Project Z GC. I was caching yesterday and I was on my iPhone. I had the Android, but I was on my iPhone and I would get the snippet. And for whatever reason, I was having the hardest time selecting all of the snippet or even sometimes selecting it to copy and paste. Why don't you put a button there 
that when you touch it, copies the snippet to the clipboard and not make us go back to the whatever decade it was where we had to highlight everything and and then choose copy. So that would be my advice for Project GC. But anyway, you do this and now you can immediately see, even while you're at a cache if need be, do I qualify to log this cache or not? I think it's a miraculous tool. Project GC is absolutely one of my favorite things in the world as far as geocaching. I use it for so much. But if for nothing else, I would pay the annual membership. And you don't have to pay. You just have a little bit less ability to how many times a day you can search. But I would pay the annual membership just to do uh, challenge checkers. So anyway, you do the challenge checker, you, uh, you copy and you paste it into your log and you're good to go. Now here's the cool thing about challenge caches. They're at the posted coordinates. So a challenge, which is still under the mystery puzzle cache icon, unlike puzzle caches, it is at the posted coordinates. The thing is, and you can go sign it anytime. You don't have to qualify to sign the log, but you shouldn't log it on the app or on the website unless you've qualified for the challenge. So one of the cool things about that is you can be in an area, find some challenge caches, go by and find the physical container and sign the log sheet and make a note that you've signed the log sheet. Now, when you do qualify a month later, you don't have to go back to wherever that was. If you were visiting Connecticut and you wanted to do that, you don't have to fly back to Connecticut to log these things. So that's kind of cool as well. Anyway, it was a good day. 25 caches in about three hours. And uh, I have a feeling that there will be another challenge cache come up. Well, actually there was. Two of the challenge caches we did uh, required you to log a certain amount of challenge caches. And one of them have to be, happened to be you had to have a certain amount in the state of Arkansas. But I can tell you, I found a lot of challenge caches that require you to have a quantity of each type of cache. One of them we did yesterday required 20 of each type. But I've seen some that were 100 of each type. And knocking out 25 in a day is going to get me a lot closer to qualifying for other challenge caches. It was a good day. I, it's, it's always fun to go out with friends and, uh, and go find some new caches. Many of you know that I uh, started the Four State Geocaching Society and the Facebook. It really started out as a Facebook page. And we have about 800 members. And, you know, it's, it's just a Facebook group. And of the 800 or 900 members we have, it seems like about 10 people are active and posting a lot of information or things. And, and then we have a lot of lurkers. And that's totally fine. We don't care. Joe, after doing our geocaching yesterday, I saw he posted a link and he's given away a, it's a four state geocaching Christmas ornament. And he printed this on his 3D printer and it's yellow and it's hard to describe. If you're a member of the page, just go look at it. But what, what was interesting for, to me and uh, Joe, thanks for doing this, maybe, is that he put up this contest that he put up five questions and you click this little kind of survey on the on the Facebook group. 
and you answer these four or five questions, however many it is, and then you're eligible to win a, to be in the drawing to win this little Christmas ornament that he printed. Well, that is cool. And so far, one person uh, actually reached out to me and said, when was the newest one? I, the last one I heard was three weeks ago. And I got them on the site, and it turns out that's why they were asking. So they've sent in their answers, and so one person at least is registered to win the four state geocaching christmas ornament now that's the good news right that's where i say thank you joe the bad news and where i may not say thank you joe is that only one person has entered it which you have to ask is it possible that in my own group of friends and acquaintances that only joe and this one person and i listen to it I hope not. I hope there's a lot that do. Maybe they don't like contests. Maybe they don't know the answer. I don't really know, but it's going to be so embarrassing if only one person enters. So if you're not a member of the Four State Geocaching Society Facebook group and you listen to this podcast, well, maybe you'll want to go over and join. There's We don't care where you are as long as you're really a geocacher. And by the way, those four states are Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, and Oklahoma. But we don't care. We have people from all over the country that join it because they might travel here or whatever. You're welcome to join it. And by the way, if you host your own podcast about geocaching, feel free to join it and feel free to occasionally advertise your podcast. Um, so anyway, you might want to jump in. And, and if you know anything about the podcast and register to, to, win, to win the ornament. Now, Joe didn't say he would send it like, ship it to somebody but i have a feeling if he he will and if he won't i will so uh i like the idea i like the idea of having some contest about content so it may be that we do some more of that uh, on the podcast and see if people get entered or not i am thinking i know you know what i'm thinking i haven't done this for a long time but I really feel like there's something that should take place right now. Right now. I think we should take a break and we should go geocaching. And then we could come back and listen to the rest of the podcast, which, by the way, is only going to be a few minutes. But let's go grab some geocaching. We'll geocaches. We'll be right back. Don't go away. If you're listening... Just stay right there. I just have to go get some while it's beautiful out. I'll be right back. Let's go geocaching. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for hanging on. I'm back, and as usual, I got my fix, and I feel okay for a little bit. It's still early and I'm going to go back out a little bit later today. Melissa Joe from Minneapolis or from Bloomington, Minnesota, is flying in this afternoon. And when I pick her from the airport here in Joplin, Missouri, we're going to go grab some adventure caches because that's a way that we can both enjoy something different. And we don't have to get out of the car too much. We can just kind of sit and talk and go get these. Now, what's interesting about the first set of adventure uh, lab caches that I'm going to get is that they were put out by my friend's wooden block. And when wooden block first hid these, they sent it to me so that I could test the coordinates and to make sure it worked. And I went and did it and 
Gave him my feedback on what I thought it was like, which it was a really good one, by the way, in Webb City, Missouri. And went and found the final and signed the log. I'm looking last night so I can plan for Melissa's trip in to see what we can go find. And that one still shows up, but I haven't logged it yet. Well, guess why? Because I was test I was testing before it was released. And unfortunately, or fortunately, none of those counted like when I thought they did. So I'm going to get, go get those today. Now, a couple things could or couldn't happen. It kind of depends. One is, is yesterday I got within, I think, 17 of hitting my 6,000 caches, my fines. And so with the one I just got and the ones I'm going to go get this afternoon, it is possible that I will hit 6,000 on a lab cache. I don't know if that's good or bad or what it means. And I don't know if it'll actually happen because I saw that one set of those, well, actually, this is a weekend. It may work out. I saw that one set of those was at George Washington Carver uh, Memorial or Monument or Park or whatever you want to call it, which is a cool place to go. But they have to be open probably to get these. And I, I bet you they are. So... Uh, who knows, by the time I talk to you next week, maybe I'll, I'll, I will have hit number 6,000. Now, two things to touch on. One is lab caches. If you don't know about those, you need to download another app. And if you just search geocaching and adventure or lab on the uh, Play Store or on the iOS App Store, you'll find it's, it's a separate lab. So, I mean, I'm sorry, a separate app. So these days, you need three apps to geocache properly, right? You need a geocaching app. Pick your poison there. You need the Geocaching Adventure Lab Cache app, and you need the Where I Go app. There is no freestanding Where I Go app for Android yet, at least not a new one. So you're back to either using the old one if that exists, or uh, we recommend GeoGo. But anyway, those are the three apps you have. There's a couple of things to, to take note of. If you don't have the Adventure Lab app, you probably don't know that you have them in your area near you and you're not getting those fines. So get that app, it's free, and uh, see if you can add some Adventure Lab caches to your world. The other thing to know that we noticed yesterday because Joe was using GeoGo and his Android to uh, cache with, and I happened to be using my uh iPhone yesterday. So we were on different apps and I was using the official geocaching app yesterday. And I happened to say something about the wonders of the world, the new wonders, and he didn't exactly know there were new ones out or whatever. So if you're on Android, uh, you need to make sure you at least open the, the official geocaching app to check out the new wonders because that's where they show up as far as I know. Now, those of you that wrote other apps like Ron if on the GeoGo, if there's a way to see those wonders, great, then I apologize. But right now, I don't think there is. Oddly enough, he had gotten, I don't know if it's odd, but he got 12 of the 14 new ones and didn't even know it. So he got uh, 12 additional wonders done, which got him one additional souvenir and when he gets these next two he'll get two more souvenirs so don't miss out on a chance to get souvenirs by not at least checking in on the new wonders there are seven uh there's a group of seven then another group of seven which we have talked about guys that's 
enough. I, I hope that if you're listening to this, it's because it's late at night or you're on the road geocaching because the weather is too nice to be sitting inside uh, recording or listening to geocaching podcast. So having said that, I'm out of here. I'm going to go get uh, Melissa here in a bit at the airport. We're going to go get some more geocaches. I hope you go get more geocaches. If I don't see you before then, I'll see you at Mingo Madness. And I imagine we'll talk a lot before then, but in person, that may be the next time I see you. Get your, uh, get your plans made and we'll see you there. Thanks. <music>